Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. This is Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and this episode, we're talking It Chapter 2, The Kitchen, plus all the latest movie and trailer news. Let's get into it. Tim and I are on opposite ends of the world this episode. We're coming to each other from, I'm in Norway, and you're in Sydney. We're going to see how this works out. Where to rub it in on holidays, it's a fabulous part of the world. Yep, but even on holidays, I have to go see a movie. Absolutely. This is the dedication that Popcorn Podcast has for you guys. So let's get into it. The big release has been the highly anticipated It Chapter 2, and we've both uh, taken the time out to see that. Lee, what what were your thoughts going into it and then your initial reactions having seen it? So the original adaptation with Tim Curry really resonated with me when I was younger, And that might have been just because I was a younger audience and it was quite a terrifying movie. Now, being older, I was concerned that it wouldn't resonate as much. It wouldn't be quite as terrifying. And that seems to be some of the feedback that's coming out of this movie is that it's a Mm. solid, it's a solid adaptation. The cast are fantastic. The story is obviously fantastic. It's a Stephen King plot, so it was going to be. But it's maybe not hitting as hard as what people expect. What did you think? Right. Well, I guess if I look back to how I enjoyed the first, like it, and I thought it was a really well-realized film. And to your Mm -hmm. point, like I didn't find it or it chapter two particularly scary. I mean, there were the jump scares, but it was more about, Mm -hmm. it was very, very creepy. And it was certainly how it was like setting out these scenes with Pennywise and, and the losers Mm -hmm. club, the, the kids 
and the, the biggest joy about the first film was the child actors and their absolute incredible talent in how they like the rapid fire dialogue and just their relationship. And it was just like watching a group of mates go through this journey together. I guess going into it chapter two, it had a lot of pressure in living up to the first one. And all in all, if I'm to just put it into one statement, like I really didn't enjoy this movie. Really? Yeah. No, I, I, I tried to, but Look, there are a few things that come to mind. The duration, the length of the film, mm-hmm. two hours, 45 minutes. We've called this out a few times and it maintaining tension, creating tension and mm-hmm. actually delivering on the product, that, mm-hmm. you know, the scares, the, the creepiness, the horror, the the thrills. Mm-hmm. And I just think it it just lost its pace, was so, so drawn out. And And what I found really interesting from a creative choice was it was almost like maybe the studio had told the the writer and the director, you know, we need to have more of the losers, more of the kids, bring back kids as much as possible. And I felt that that really distracted and detracted from what the adult cast could have brought to the forefront, brought to the table. They kept flashing back to the kids. I'm going to disagree with you there because I think that was necessary. I found myself when we first went in actually having forgotten what happened in the first film. I mean, I know the general storyline, but some of the details I was thinking, who was that guy again? And which one which one related to I mean, some of the some of the older losers and some of the younger losers you could obviously see in physical appearance, like which one they related to. But I think yeah. I I did need those one or two flashbacks to recall who was who and where they fit within the group. Yeah. I feel that, I suppose, but it was just so formulaic. It just mm. kept happening time and time again. And I'm not really sure whether it, to me, they they ended up being quite confusing. And I don't want to go into too much detail because we want to keep this spoiler free. Mm. But I felt like some of those flashbacks, I wasn't sure which reality or timeline mm. it was in because it was kind of meshing between the adult version and their child version and then reacting mm. to a situation. And also in terms of them pulling off revisiting them as children 27 years prior, mm. you know, these actual actors you know, they're all going through puberty and they have like great physical changes. And I found a lot of the special effects to de-age kids was really, really distracting. And I couldn't get past that. And I think that was just another element to me really Mm. not being transported back to Derry, Mm. where the film takes place for the majority of the time. Going back to what you said before about the tension, I'm going to have to disagree with you there because I felt the tension was one of the best things about the film. I think I felt there was tension there. And I didn't feel the runtime at all. I didn't think it was too long. Mm. I probably could have been shorter, but I didn't feel bored at any point. What I did, okay. what did jar with me was the tension was really great, but then some of the jump scares became a little bit ridiculous. Like there were some yeah, moments very like- very predictable. There were some moments where you kind of wanted to chuckle. Like, But then when I thought about it a bit more, I thought, no, that's actually right because the whole point of it, of Stephen King's It, is that it's childhood nightmares- come to life. When you think back about, you know, the scariest nightmares that you might have had as a child, at the time they were bloody terrifying. But then when you think about it back later, you think, oh, that was a bit silly actually. Like there were some silly elements, but at the time when you're going through it, it's terrifying. So without giving too much away, there were some moments where, I mean, we've seen it in the trailer where Beverly revisits her old childhood home 
and this yeah. old woman is serving her tea and then kind of creeping around behind her. I thought that was some of that was just a little bit amusing. And then when it yeah. when that scare happened, I didn't find that scary. I kind of thought, oh, she looks a bit weird. Yeah. It could be partly because we saw a lot of that scene in one of the first trailers they released. Mm. So you had lived through that. Yes. But I yeah, I was finding them really predictable. And look, horror mm. innately is quite funny as well. And I mean, the first film did really play on the comedic aspect. And I guess a a lot of the time this movie was quite funny. Like Mm. horror and comedy do go hand in hand. So you need that that humour to sort of break the tension, to let the pressure off a little Mm. bit. Yeah, for sure. I know you mentioned earlier, Lee, that you, Stephen King, you love his story, but I was so lost. I was so lost in this movie. I don't know if it was the frame of mind I went in. I thought the plot was so convoluted. I couldn't keep up. Some of it was just a little bit ridiculous. Even, and this I don't think is a spoiler, but these adults have lived their own life. They kind of all come back to Derry. Mm -hmm. And there were certain elements as to how they got there and why they got there and that exposition and how they all ended up back together. It was a Mm -hmm. hard pill to swallow. And unfortunately for me, it put me in a really uneasy frame of mind because I wasn't on board right from the beginning. And it was just, it just didn't work for me. Unfortunately, I tried really hard to kind of get back on the bandwagon during the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And there were times where they really nailed it. I mean, where I think where they absolutely nail it is when they pair it back and you've got Pennywise conversing with a child or one of the adults and just being that creep in the shadows. Whereas this one, I think they kind of, they did push the boundaries. They had more budget. Like they had a lot of CGI creature elements in this movie, which looked quite extraordinary, but I think they just went a little bit too far in that direction and it kind of lost the essence for me. I think, yes, that's where CGI has a downfall is it was very impressive and the effects were fantastic, but then they become less realistic and it it takes away from that connection in your brain that oh this could really happen this could be real which is what you need for horror you need a little bit of to suspend that disbelief i felt like they went quite fantastical in this movie as comparison to the first i mean there are some very left of field things that happen in the first movie but i feel like this one just pushed the boundaries, but not in the right way. It seemed a little bit ridiculous. And then, yeah, I found myself like you at times just chuckling, not because it was funny, but because it was outrageous. (laughs) How did you feel about the climax without giving too much away? I was a bit underwhelmed. Did you notice any differences from the first one? There were quite a few differences. What do you mean? Well, I can't really, I guess we can't really give anything away, but in the, (laughs) the the method in which Pennywise is defeated or not right. defeated, is was very different to the original. Yeah, I guess. They had a different approach about it. Yeah. But it wasn't as impactful mm. as the first one. Everything just kind of fell a little bit subpar for me. On the flip yeah. side, having talked about mm. all of this stuff, on the flip side, I think the cast was fantastic. The casting was really spot on, and I really believed mm. the chemistry between these older Actors, Jessica Chastain, mm. James McAvoy, Jay Ryan, I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. What did I you think? felt maybe the, no, I, I all in all think they were all brilliant. I just wanted to see more of the 27 years later characters. I wanted to see more of the adults. I get why they kept flashing back to the kids and bringing them at the forefront, but I just, like you know, we'd seen that movie. I wanted to see the new one. I wanted to see chapter two, 27 years later. I didn't want to keep going back 27 years um there's a movie that exists that tells that story and has those characters and moments in there 
I agree with you that I would have liked to have seen more of the adult cast's journeys, like where they, they very briefly touched on where their lives are at exactly. when you when you pick it up. But then it was kind of like a, you know, Bev is in an abusive relationship. Ben's a successful architect. They just mm. really briefly set up the scene rather than got into their really emotional states, which mm. I think would have benefited mm. it a bit more. Yeah, they had a lot of exposition that had to cover a lot of characters, but I wanted to spend more time there. And I mm. felt like they they pivoted in the wrong directions where there was there was too much fat in certain scenes and moments. And I mm. think they could have spent a little bit more time in getting you to re-associate yourself with those characters as adults because mm. that ultimately would make you feel more for them in their situation and feel more about what they're experiencing and banding together as the Losers Club again. So overall, what? how many kernels would you give this one? I'm a bit disappointed by this, unfortunately. I'm probably going to give it two and a half. Wow. See, I really, yeah. I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed the story and the acting and the cast. As I said, I think it was a really solid effort. It was a really solid remake. Mm. I wasn't all that disappointed by it. So I'm going to go three and a half. All right. Okay. It had a big task ahead of it and it was quite big in scope. Don't you agree? Mm, definitely. Sort of feet on its own. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a failure. I think it was a success. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. So- I don't agree, but sure. <laughs> Sure, moving on. Um, so <laughs> I saw uh, The Kitchen and we've kind of been following mm. that, uh, the trailers that have been released over the little while and and just a snapshot, yeah. it's it's about three wives, the wives of New York gangsters in Hell's Kitchen in the 70s, New York, and when they find themselves in jail for a period of time, the, the women, the wives continue to operate their husband's business on the street in like organised crime. Oh, and it stars Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth We've been comparing this to the movie Widows quite a bit, but now that you've Mm. seen it, what's your take on it? I saw it with my OG movie buddy, Brad, shout out to Brad, and he summed it up perfectly, I think, if I can credit him Mm -hmm. on this position. He said, the kitchen felt like a season one recap of a TV series, like previously on the kitchen. And that was the movie. You're about to start season two. So it kind of felt like a series of highlights and there was just so much going on in the movie. Every other second, someone got shot and killed and like it was just a Mm. little bit ridiculous. It didn't feel holistic and they glazed over things. What I thought was the end of the movie where they have this big reveal and this big moment and it was so poorly executed. And then the movie had like another 15 minutes to go and it kind of lost steam. I didn't quite believe Maybe it's my misunderstanding or lack of knowledge on underground crime, organized crime and everything, but it just seemed a little bit ridiculous to me. And I mean, the performances were great, although Melissa McCarthy just looked perturbed the whole time. She looked so worried and concerned to a certain point and then before they take over and have full control over everything. But she looks annoyed or concerned (laughs) and it was just really strange. I was so distracted by her face in certain moments of the movie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I guess all in all, it was really a nothing movie in my opinion. And it it just felt like, yeah, a TV show highlights reel when you're just about to hit play on season two, which was really disappointing because between the lines, there was a good movie there, but it lost sight of what it was trying to say. Anyway, I'd probably give it two popcorn kernels to be fair. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, yeah. All right. Not a so good other, week. <laughs> no, but there were some other new releases as well. The Farewell, which is getting rave reviews about a family whose yeah. matriarch, the grandmother, is terminally ill, but they don't tell her. So they decide to get together for a big wedding and have one last hurrah without her knowing that she's going to die. Yeah, and it's meant to be incredibly emotional and Aquafina, who's mm. the lead in this, is really making a name for herself at the moment. So that's definitely yeah. one to catch in cinemas. So there's some big news this week. Yeah, so the, the, the Venice Film Festival saw the premiere of Joker mm. and it received an eight-minute standing ovation. So this is um, the Joaquin Phoenix iteration of Joker, mm. which will hit screens in October for us. And it I also can't wait for won this one. The, oh, I'm so ready. And I'm trying to avoid deep diving into reviews of this. I kind of want to go with no preconceived notions mm. or other than just the headlines. I'm fine with the eight-minute standing ovation headline. I'm fine with the understanding that it won the golden line for best film. So, you know, the Palm d'Or, the, mm. like, it's just the movie that everyone's talking about at the moment. This has kind of positioned it like we anticipate. It's probably going to be one of the surprise hits critically and commercially of the year. Mm. There's even talk of Oscar buzz for Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, of course. He, and rightly so. Like, he is such an exceptional character actor and I'm ready to be for him to transport us. And then Halloween Kills. We were a bit hesitant about these, about more Halloween movies being oh. announced, but we've got a bit more information now. So, we'll, what do you think about this? Kyle Richard is set to return as Lindsay Wallace, one of the original kids that were babysat by Laurie. I'm keen. I'm really happy that they're revisiting and seeing how they can reintroduce original characters into the fold of the next two films. So, I don't really have much insight or much commentary on that, but I think it's kind of showing how. Uh, the power of reconnecting with the original contributors to a movie. And we're seeing that with the new Terminator Dark Fate where they've got James Mm. Cameron back as a story credit and producer and they've got Linda Hamilton and all the rest of it. So everyone sits up and listens when you can actually pull together the original Mm -hmm. team and it gives a sense of authenticity and I think credit to what sort of story they're trying to continue to tell in Mm. the space. So, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. And Hobbs and Shaw, of course, is continuing its train of success across the world. Yeah, yeah. So probably by now tipped over $700 million worldwide mm. and it's doing gangbusters in China. So it had already, within 10 days, it had already made more money in China than mm. it did in North America in its first three weeks. So, I mean, the pull of this franchise and, and The Rock and Jason Statham is, you know, obviously very, very right here. It was not just that, but The Rock is a powerhouse of marketing. He really knows what his audience wants and he really puts in the FaceTime oh, with absolutely. his audience. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. He's available. So the next piece of interesting news is that Peter Capaldi has joined the Suicide Squad cast. Yeah. So this cast is rounding up to be something extraordinary. I mean, there's a lot of returning cast. There's, you know, Idris Elba who's been woven into the fold and Peter Capaldi, who some may recall as being the previous Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I hope his character has an as a potty mouth because he has a way of of dropping f bombs and swearing that no other actor <laughs> in the industry can. Like it's just extraordinary. So yeah, I'm all yeah. for all for that casting. 
and I'm not sure if he's really ever done a film quite like this before, like, you know, big budget superhero. Yeah. So let's, let's see. And everybody's going to be watching this movie with the careful consideration after the train wreck that was the first. Suicide Squad was god awful. I have every faith that James Gunn will be able to deliver the film that we should have got, mm. you know, three years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just wait and see. And to the Tomb Raider sequel has been slated for March 2021, starring Alicia Vikander. Yeah, so no surprise there. I actually quite enjoyed the Tomb Raider reboot, very heavy on the action, and I think Alicia really did bring a great rawness to the role of Lara Croft. Well, so she was I'm celebrated glad- for her portrayal, but the, I think the movie was largely forgettable. Largely forgettable, but I have a bit of a soft spot for those largely forgettable action <laughs> films. It's very subjective for me. Like I, some of my favourite guilty pleasures are the two Charlie's Angels movies. Oh, I love those. Um, back in the early noughties. Mm. So like it kind of reminded me of that in a way. I'm really excited to see that Hayley Atwell is going to be joining the next Mission Impossible film. Oh, I'm obsessed with this franchise. I'm obsessed with Tom Cruise. I love that they're filming the next two Mission Impossible installments pretty much back-to-back, I think, to turn them out. And this is a great piece of casting. I totally agree with you. So new trailers, lots of new trailers this past week. Yeah, lots of new trailers. I feel like you're probably more excited about this one than me, but Bad Boys for Life trailer Mm -hmm. has dropped. I am. I am very Um, excited. The third film in the Bad Boys franchise. It's Mm -hmm. been a long time since we've been in this world with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. What do you think? I'm really excited by these movies, as you said before, people appreciating the value of getting original actors back to do these kind of films again years later because the chemistry is just so natural. You know what I mean? It's like slipping on a pair of old gloves. These two characters, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence as Mike and Marcus, they had such great chemistry together in the first two films. As far as the trailer is concerned, they've got that same banter going on. The action's going to be just as good. So the story looks like they're teaming up again for one last case as Marcus wants to retire. Mm. He's had enough. I mean, but that was always the case. He was always the one that was fed up with the working and wanted to focus on his family and all that kind of thing. And Mike was the sort of ride or die dangerous cop. But the trailer seems like they're also opening themselves up to work with a bigger team. So there's a bigger cast this time. Yeah, which is good. So Michael Bay isn't returning as director, but it looks like they've imitated a Michael Bay movie, which I think is a little bit Mm. strange. But he has quite the stylized filmmaking and Bad Boys is Mm. where he really cut his teeth just before he started making the Transformers movies where he upped the ante of Bad Boys 2 from Mm. an action stylized filming point of view. This trailer definitely focused on the banter, the chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence again. And I just hope that it's not a trailer that we've seen all the good bits in. That's my only concern. Look, mm. I'll be there and I'll be willing to go for the ride. It's mm. going to be fun, really, all in all. Yeah. Bad Boys for Life is out on January 16. I was quite happy to see a teaser trailer for Birds of Prey finally. So this movie is going to be really interesting because it's, it's almost having to carry the DC universe or turn it around again. They're really struggling to get up to the level that Marvel has created, and I'm not sure they ever will, but yeah. Birds of Prey is a good opportunity for them to do that. I love that the trailer plays on It Chapter 2. So it's got Harley Quinn, or Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn smashing some red balloons and going, I hate clowns, or, you know, whatever she says. (laughs) It's quite cute and colourful, cartoony, which I think this film has to be. Absolutely. And I think Margot Robbie was arguably probably the only good thing about Suicide Squad, so I'm really happy to see 
her sticking to that role and that character and, you know, she's got a little bit more room to move in this. And I guess seeing a trailer like that sets the tone for what we have to expect, which is really exciting. Birds of Prey is out on February 6th. Uh, so do you want to talk about Just Mercy, which is out on January 16th? Yeah, so Just Mercy stars Michael B. Jordan, who's he's definitely making a name for himself, Black Panther, Creed 1 and 2. And this kind of shadows the world-renowned civil rights defense attorney Brian Stevenson as he recounts his experiences and, and details the case of, of a condemned death row prisoner whom he fought to free. And it also stars Brie Larson and Jamie Foxx. And I think this movie screams dare I say, Oscar bars again. Mm. It just seems like one of those tour de force performances and and pieces of writing and recounting a moment in history and the tone of the trailer and how they position it. I think it's going to be a really good movie, in my opinion. So Jexy movie, this was uh, a new trailer that came out, a movie I didn't know existed and it kind of popped up in my daily intake of Mm. IMDb. It stars Australia's Mm -hmm. Rose Byrne, Adam Devine, who you will recognise from the Pitch Perfect movies. Mm -hmm. And it's a comedy about what can happen when you love your phone more than anything else in your life which is quite Mm -hmm. topical. The comedy in this trailer was quite weird. I think it's going to be too much. It follows this Siri AI intelligence that talks to the Adam Devine Mm -hmm. character and kind of controls his life and influences the decisions he makes and she won't let him have a life outside of Mm -hmm. her relationship with him. And Rose Mm -hmm. Byrne is the voice of the AI technology, but I didn't pick up that it was Rose Byrne and I was irritated by a a two-and-a-half-minute trailer with that tone of voice like oh, no. I don't, I, I don't know how they're going to be able to hold your interest without you wanting to pull your hair out listening to that yeah. Siri type robotic. It just is a bit off. I think this movie has a lot of work to do in getting you on board and keeping that comedy, yeah, and that and that relevance. It feels like a dragged out Black Mirror episode, but a bad one. Um, I have one more trailer I'd like to add, and I I just saw it this morning. Was uh, oh. Sleep Sleep Doctor the final Sleep Doctor trailer? which is out on November 7. It's coming out very soon. So this is a continuation of The Shining story, and it stars Ewan McGregor as Danny, the boy from The Shining, all grown up, and he has to protect a girl with similar powers to his own from a a group of sort of occult-like power stealers. Of course, they return to the Overlook Hotel, the scene of the, the sinister scene of the original Stanley Kubrick film starring Jack Nicholson. So this one, this one looks like it could be really good if it's done right. Oh, brilliant. I've really felt good things about this trailer. You've got a little bit more context and story, more Rebecca Ferguson, who seems to be playing yes. the villain in this, yep. who I adore. You know, Ewan McGregor's bringing a great performance to the forefront. Mm. I'm very excited about this movie, more yep. so than I thought I was. This trailer is just a piece, like a piece of art. So you have been on a movie spree recently. And I'm gonna, I've I have got, been getting around. And I've got some catching up to do, but I will do that. Don't you worry about that. But you've seen the Angry Birds movie 2 and Downton Abbey? I have. So in the next Popcorn Podcast episode, I'll deep dive into those two movies. So watch this space. Yes. Just quietly, I enjoyed one more than the other. <laughs> you can guess which one that might have been. Yes, we'll get into that. And yeah. also, also coming out next week is Dora and the Lost City of Gold, which kids are very excited about. Uh, Memory, The Origin of Alien, like a documentary, sort of like a behind-the-scenes deep dive into how the movies were made, the Alien movies were made. Awesome. And a movie called Freaks, which is in limited release, so it's it's not going to be in every cinema. Lots out. It's kind of ramping up a a lot in the release schedule, Mm. um, and we're heading into awards contention 
territory yes. as well. So it's a pretty exciting time for us at Popcorn Podcast right now. Yes. And even more exciting is that we have a giveaway on our Instagram page. If you haven't seen it our yet. First giveaway. Our first giveaway. Uh, we have two double passes to see Ride Like a Girl, which is the story of Michelle Payne, the Melbourne Cup winner. She broke records, obviously, in 2015 for being the first woman to win the Melbourne Cup on the Prince of Penzance. And, yeah, it's a great story. It's an inspirational Australian story. We really need to support these films, and it stars Teresa Palmer. So make sure you get over to our Popcorn Podcast page. It's at Popcorn Podcast. Very simple. On Instagram. Mm -hmm. And follow us for a chance to win some tickets. Excellent. Well, that was a very jam-packed episode uh, coming to you from Norway and Sydney, yes. Australia. And I have to give a shout-out to our Norway listeners, of which there are quite a few. Yeah. Hi, awesome. Norway. We love it. So grateful. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we've got lots coming up on Popcorn Podcast over the next couple of weeks, lots of movies. Mm-hmm. So really excited to delve into those. So thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Stay tuned. And thanks again. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.